Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? And I'm Noah, joined as always by my lovely wife, Liz. How are you this morning, Liz? Great. We had a great weekend. We did. Yesterday was birthday party galore for us. Mm -hmm. Basically our whole day. We had our daughter's 10-year-old birthday party, Harry Potter themed. Mm Mm-hmm. And Which was sort of a surprise party. Mm-hmm. We kind of led her to believe we weren't having a party. And the day before, so Saturday, we took her out to lunch mm-hmm. and gave her her birthday card. And right. I think we, we tried to make it seem like the next day she'd probably still get to open like a gift or something. Like we'd still celebrate but not actually have a party. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so she went to bed on saturday and then we put up decorations and like put out the themed plates and Mm -hmm. um, everybody got their own wand and pair of glasses and mm -hmm. little scarf they wanted to put a little temporary tattoo scar on their forehead we scarred all of our guests we did (laughs) for life yep uh, and then so she woke up to find that mm-hmm. which the party wasn't in the morning so we did decide to tell her right that let her in on it yeah that we were having family over um so and it, it was mostly adults but she does pretty well in a group of adults i mean it was yeah. family so yeah um yeah so that was super fun it went really well i thought mm-hmm. yeah she turned 10 i don't remember yeah, if i said that you did so yeah and then our neighbor in our building had and friend neighbor and friend oh yes of course uh had his birthday party and he had last year he did this um murder mystery themed birthday party and had such a great time that he wanted to do it again this year and we're, he tried to invite all the same people back um so it was what like 10, 11 of us, something like that. I think it was 12 of us. 10 I, to it was, 12 of I was us. thinking it was like 12 last year and 11 this year or something. It was like more that, last year. Yeah. Well, one person couldn't make it this year, but everybody else did. Uh, so, yeah, last year, what was the theme last year? Was it on a train oh, or something? Yeah, it was like a train, and we were like, I know I was a Russian spy. You were Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. There was a movie star. A there was an old, yeah, the butler, the, so maybe it was more uh, like Clue-esque. Yeah. It was like a smorgasbord of yeah. of different personalities, but it was kind of supposed to be old school a little bit. Right. Um, and then this, we went super futuristic. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. did a space theme. Yeah. So there was like Star Trek, but so it's not any ever like the actual character they like change it just a little bit like so i was basically han solo but i was han han sandwich yeah like just so silly silly spoof names but you get you understand who you're basically supposed to be pretending to be yeah or what was uh there's a yoda character who was like goader yeah and there's like da fader and yep. you know things like that so yeah star trek and uh, star wars and 
Battle, Battlestar Galactica and um, Alien, Alien, Doctor Who. Yeah. So yeah. So I can't. It's so funny. <clears throat> we had two themed parties back to back on a Sunday of all things. <clears throat> yeah. But it was great. Crazy. So we had a great weekend. I hope all your weekends were good. Yeah. Exactly. And we also had time to listen. Or we actually watched uh, mm-hmm. the second Habit. Yes, which is, we're on track. Yeah, so we it's uh, Habit Two. Begin with the end in mind. So, and this is the first time either one of us have ever seen Stephen Covey. I've always just heard him. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of us were a little surprised by how young he looked, and I was just kind of surprised by his appearance in general. But um, but that's a that's a side story. <clears throat> But so, yeah, begin with the end in mind uh, was the habit. And what were some of the stories we were just talking about? Well, this one in general, I'd rather talk about in general than a story. Okay, that's moment. fine. Um, so begin with the end in mind really plays to, I think, our futuristic leanings. Because mm-hmm. um, when I even just hear that i feel like i'm meant to picture what future i want right right yeah and so i think well yeah he's talking about habits so he doesn't go into this very much but he's he's talking about you know small things all the way up to the biggest decisions of your life um i think he does puts a little more emphasis on the larger decisions like um like when we started our our podcast even or our business like it's going to be more successful if we know where we're going like why why we're doing it um kind of almost makes me think of a another book called start with why which is a really good book by simon sanek i think but but yeah so if 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 you know where you're going then always keeping that vision in mind you can slowly build toward that goal um so yeah it's about purpose yeah, and so he talks about doing an exercise of with mm-hmm. your family, asking them, what is our family's purpose? And businesses will do this. He says, like, he's worked with huge companies where it'll be the same little exercise. What is this company's purpose? Mm-hmm. And um, that's, I think he's just, he was trying to really talk about how crucial that is because within those giant companies, there would be a huge vari- uh, variety right. of answers, which I think can help, um, that can deter your success a little bit or hinder your success a right. little bit. Yeah. So he, he was talking about how, yeah, like you said, these fortune 100 companies, even like the highest, you know, highest level of the company. You'd ask the board of directors or whatever, and each one would give a vastly different answer, even though you might have uh, a plaque on the wall that has the, you know, the the company's motto or things like that, which, you know, is totally true. Like, I don't think there's any company I ever worked for where everybody, like, knew the greater purpose of the company. Yeah. And it also makes me think of back to in our boot camp for the land business how Mm -hmm. important it is also to determine your why right so i think there's maybe a bit of an overlap there yeah Mm -hmm. and and also i was gonna say that because you brought up the the other book yeah yeah your purpose and your why Mm -hmm. um but so the seven habits he doesn't really talk about your why we're just kind of right i'm i'm finding that they seem to have, um, I don't know, similarities or... Yeah. If you begin with the end in mind, 
I mean, you have you have a vision of what you want, and that's Maybe, that's going to be driven by your why. Yeah, and I think he probably uses the word purpose. Yeah, what is our family's purpose? And that I think mm-hmm. to me that that's what made me think of oh, what's what's my why? Also, I yeah, don't know. no, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense because I mean. Yeah, why? I mean, if you begin with the end in mind, like for instance, let's say uh, we want our um, our land company to provide us with financial freedom, time freedom, and things like that. Well, so what are we gonna do with that financial freedom and time time freedom? Like, why why are those our goals? I mean, it's just something you naturally have to think about. If you think about where you want to go, then you're gonna think about why you want to go there. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. So, do you think? Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to ask if you think this is something that we're fairly good at. I think it kind of falls in line with a lot of the things that we're, I think we're probably above average. Um, I think we think about it more than maybe a lot of people, um, but I don't, you know, I don't, there's definitely room for improvement. Um, Yeah, I think if you talk to your average Joe on the street and you said something like begin with the end in mind to them, it probably wouldn't mean anything. But maybe I'm not giving people enough credit. I don't know. Hmm. What do you think? I think that that we we have that mindset a lot. The begin yeah. with the end in mind. Even when we talk about it and like you talk about future things, like the clear picture you've created of our future. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're we're trying to work on the the steps to get there part. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. Um. And then I did think of the other big anecdote in this chapter of the book, which is the man who goes to the doctor and he is like tired and he needs a prescription and his doctor, mm -hmm. um, he hears about all the, you know, all the symptoms and he's like, okay, like, here's what you're going to do. You're going to do these different steps. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he asks his patient, his favorite place and tells him to go there and do these steps so his favorite place is the beach Mm -hmm. he remembered back from when he was a kid Mm -hmm. loving to go to the beach yep and so was the first one listen listen carefully listen carefully so it's you wrote three prescriptions on a piece of paper and said you have to go here and you have to follow these prescriptions and so and each prescription he said was for three hours yes so for three hours listen carefully And that's all it said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the next one was look back, back, or I think it was reach back, reach back. So the so he's thinking back to like his memories. Mm-hmm. Now I can't remember what the next one was. Uh, re-examine your motives. Oh, okay, it's four prescriptions, by the way. Oh, it is. But yeah, because I know the last one. Oh, but um, but yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about that so third one? So is that not the last one? That's not the last one. Okay, That's yeah. Re-examine one. your motives. Basically, see what I think is kind of going on here, and we didn't talk about this, but you know, it's that's basically reach back or listen carefully, reach back and re-examine your motives. To me, say the first one is be present, then the second one is, you know remember your past and the motives one is think about your future so Mm. um so he's learning how to be present which is very important he's i i think that you know reach back says to think about your past where you've come from gain a little more self-understanding and um whatever lessons you can gain from 
your past enough that you can let go of it and move forward. And when you say re-examine your motives, it's why are you doing the things you're doing? And if you're not doing them for the right reasons, maybe change or alter your behavior. And uh, yeah, so after learning how to be present and re-examining your past, you can then start to look to the future. And that brings me to the fourth thing, which was he was told to write in the sand. Oh, yeah. And then... Write what, what, write what in the sand? Well, I thought it was his concerns. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. idea is the, the water would come in, the tide would come in and wash it away. Right. So, yeah, I think it says a lot. Like, I think it's a little deeper than initial initially looking into it, um, tying it all together, like the, the past, present, future thing. I only really re- like realized that this time listening to it. But um, I think it speaks to the importance of being able to be present which has been a focus of mine this year. I'm trying to be better at it, which includes things like not dicking around on my phone all the time and, you know, not very good at it yet, but... You were really um, great at it this week, though, I noticed. Yeah? You, yeah, you haven't been playing the game, so I don't think. I don't have any games on my phone anymore. Mm. So I, I did notice that. Yeah. So, okay. good job. But, yeah, and then, but, you know, examining your past is not the same as dwelling on your past, and I don't think that's... The lesson to be taken here just the same as um re-examining your motives to figure out you know the end in mind is not the same as daydreaming it's it's figuring out what you can glean from your past how you want to create your future and doing what you need to do in the present to get there yeah and that he talks about to me um the more active part is he he says you're the programmer Right. So you are the one programming, creating your life and your future. Right. And so, so this is the step where mm-hmm. habit two is where you kind of take control and you figure out what the program should be. What's what's mm-hmm. your program, you know, yeah. and then start programming. So, um, yeah, like, so what what do you want your life to be? And then how do you start creating that by by your own actions? So this also goes back to the circle of influence versus your circle of concern so you're not going to the programmer as far as you being the programmer the only thing that's important is your circle of influence yeah yeah um and i think this is also the one that he recommends writing the mission statement oh yeah for yourself Mm -hmm. which you've done something like that right yeah i've done different variations i do like I probably do want a shorter, more succinct one, just like as a general overall. But yeah, I, do, I have like a rules and goals thing that I try to yeah. read as an affirmation. I haven't been doing it very much lately, but that's another <laughs> habit I need to pick back up. Oh, well, and he says you have to write it. The idea is to write it as if you won't have to change it. He says he knows that you will have to edit it. Oh, right. But write it. Yeah. Write it as though it's going to be your last mission statement you ever write. Yes. But you also know that you'll probably rewrite it. Yeah. <laughs> as your life changes, your, you know, your circumstances change, your mission statement is going to change too. I mean, that's just natural. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We bounced around a lot with that one. I don't yeah. know. I kind of always wish maybe he does this in the book, but like... I wanted him to like read one of his mission statements, oh. but I don't know if he intentionally, if he didn't say it in there, he probably intentionally didn't say it because he doesn't want to like 
because you should write your own yeah yeah too many people would like i would be one that would then i'd probably just try and model it after that yeah copy the structure of it and yeah which wouldn't allow very much for you know it should be something you come up with i suppose but still yeah yeah so have you ever done a mission statement no i haven't no we Uh, talked about doing one with our family when we first started do you remember that with you and Siri? yeah when we first started listening to yeah, the Seven Habits. Um, and I don't know. He doesn't say anything about age. But in my mind, I was like, I didn't know how relevant it would be to have her included in it. But maybe that's just me. I think the younger we can get her thinking that way, the better. Yeah. Even if. That's true. If she thinks our mission should be to eat pizza every night. Like, you know, at least she's it puts her in that mindset yeah so yeah and yeah i guess i didn't i hadn't thought about it so much that like the past present future aspect of this it really is using your past and what you want your future to be to create and program your present which is interesting Mm -hmm. so i think what's hard for me and maybe this has been my hang up (laughs) maybe this has been my hang up Mm -hmm. for not writing a mission statement is my role for work mm-hmm. because that has been so fluid for me and even if you were to ask me right now what's your perfect job or you know mm-hmm. where do you see yourself that is still always pretty fuzzy yeah so i think i could write for other aspects of my life like what kind of daughter do i want to be and what kind of friend and or, mm-hmm. and what kind of wife and mother and those different kind of roles and goals i could construct a mission statement around that Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit harder for me with the working aspect and the money making aspect yeah well i feel like if i were to write a a mission statement in in the way of the seven habits it would be different than the roles and goals because i already have that so you know so it'd be like my my lifelong like what will if this, he does the 85th birthday party thing too mm-hmm. which we'll talk about when we get there but it's like yeah what will i have wanted to accomplish what will i want my life to have meant when i die that kind of thing so it could be like maybe more vague almost but okay um you know so like i would probably say something about freedom in there as in like try to create the most freedom for the most amount of people something like that maybe um, and then, so what's great about that, having that mission statement is whenever, especially when you come to like a big crossroads type deci- decision, you can use that goal to decide which way to go. Like in that way, in the, in the smaller and smaller decisions, you can use that frame of mind to decide, you know, eventually you'll have, you know, 85% of your decisions. You're thinking, well, how, you know, which one of these is going to get me closer to my mission statement, then you're that much more likely to achieve your mission statement. Yeah, I can see that. So basically, if it doesn't align with your mission, you do or don't do it. Right. So that helps you. That's your um, your compass. Right. Yeah. For the decisions you're making. Right. And if you remember, I think it was in the first habit, he says, so he says, in the space between stimulus and how we respond lies our freedom to choose. Okay. Does that sound familiar? A little. So I think he's saying here to fill that instant with your mission statement. You hmm. see what I mean? So yeah, that 
the instance between instant between stimulus and response is your freedom to choose and if you're choosing based on your mission then there's a good chance that you'll accomplish your your mission yes yeah so that's that's what i was trying to recall so it seems like we need to write a mission statement yeah you mean a family one <laughs> well each individual yeah or like a i mean a family one would be great but um and then maybe a business mm-hmm. mission statement or person or maybe maybe just personal and family like write a family one together and write yeah personal it would be fun for statements. like if you if we each write our individual one and maybe we write we could write one as a married couple and one as a family too mm-hmm. but um if you enjoy the process, you could, with your sister, you could write one for your company, too. Mm-hmm. And we could write one for our company. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be a good exercise. Maybe we could even read one or two of them on, on the show. Yeah, maybe. I'm not promising it. No. <laughs> but I might be open to it. Yeah. Do you have... You don't have any, like, affirmations or anything like that that you are currently using, do you? Not that I'm currently using. I have written down like a, I don't know if it would be considered an affirmation type thing or not. I've One time I've written down something that loosely resembles what we're talking about for myself. Mm-hmm. Like and who I am. How long ago? Uh, maybe last year. Oh, okay. Or yeah, in the past two years, I think. Yeah. So there's a slight difference, I think. He doesn't go, like I said, he doesn't go into the details of what a mission statement would look like or anything. But I know affirmations, basically you write present tense as though you've already accomplished the thing. Yeah. So that's more what mine would fall into then, I think. Yeah. What I've so written. that's like, that's like subconscious training. Um, if you say an affirmation over and over again, basically, if you're not like you say, um, you know, I make a hundred thousand, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year and, uh, and I don't smoke or something like that. And your brain hears that over and over again. And basically you train your subconscious to try to make the thing you're saying true because otherwise it creates, um, dissonance. That's what, that I was going to say dissonance. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was the right word or not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance. That's right. Um, so it like, it trains your subconscious brain to start taking the actions to make things you're saying actually true um so along with your conscious efforts you also have the guidance or the the assistance of your subconscious as well and just gives you an extra edge on accomplishing those types of goals um now an affirmation or uh a mission statement i feel like would be more more purpose driven than goal driven if that makes sense like you might have values in there but maybe not necessarily i don't know to me, that's what it sounds like anyway. Like, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? No. No. So maybe it would, like, for my roles and goals, affirmations, like, I have numbers in there and things like that, like, specific things. Okay. Whereas for the for the mission statement, it might be more like, like a moral thing or, like, um, you know, we're, we're driven by this thing rather than... You know, instead of I want to build 300 churches, you'd say, you know, we're guided by our spiritual beliefs or something like that. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true because he leaves it kind of open and doesn't tell you how to do it. Yeah. Shucks. 
But that's just kind of how I feel like when I hear a mission statement versus when I hear affirmation. That's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. a difference I think in my mind. Yeah. So, so. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I got my homework. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to do that this week. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Hmm. It's hard. It's I mean, it intimidates me to think about it. So that's why I'm re- uh, reacting. <laughs> Yeah. That way. Well, it's easy just to, you know, maybe just say, okay, I'm only going to spend 10 minutes on this this time. And then you've got something to start with. And then you can say, all right, and by in two months, I'll, within two months, I'll elaborate on this, make it a little Mm -hmm. more in depth or something. Yeah. Yeah. I could see doing that or some kind of outline, something to get started. Yeah. 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 We got our work cut out for us, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. I got to get off this podcast. Yeah. And work on <laughs> stuff. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, I guess maybe if, if one of you guys listening have a mission statement you want to share, write us. Send it to us. Um, help. Yeah. Send help. <laughs> I'd love to see someone else's, what they did, what they came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try not to use it to influence what, what we do for ourselves. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anything else? Well, I have it too. No, just looking forward already to Habit 3. There we go. <laughs> we conquered this one. On to the <laughs> next. All right. Well, we'll uh, hopefully we'll talk to you guys in a week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job. Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.